Can you believe it? It is time for another AHL season. The Monsters 16th in the American Hockey League, and we are back for year two on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by CoinEver. New sponsor this year, but same two hosts of this uh, particular program. Tony Brown here with you alongside, as always, Nicole Del Villano. She handles uh, PR. She handles the web services and lots of other stuff for the Monsters, including this podcast. So, Nicole, really excited to be back with you for another season here on the Monsters Eye View pod. And we have a lot to talk about as training camp is now well underway as we get uh, headed towards the 14th of October and opening night. Yeah, it's creeping right up. Opening night is, I know... uh time of recording this we're in day two of training camp and uh, just excited for season two of the podcast had a lot of fun last year getting to know some of the guys so looking forward to see what we find out this year yes and we will have a lot of new stuff this year on the podcast we're uh, going to try to sort of stay away from hockey a little bit and use it as a mechanism to get to know the players and who they are as people and what you know they like to do uh, outside of the rink and how how Cleveland has become their new home and that sort of thing but right now right off the top of the season we got to talk hockey it's because hockey. there's a lot of things we need to round up heading into the year and a whole lot of storylines too. So yeah. on this episode, we're doing things a little differently. We actually caught up with three Monsters players during the first couple of days of camp. And we'll listen in on Cole Clayton, Trey Fix-Wolanski, and Billy Sweezy's thoughts on a number of topics here, sort of just playing little clips. So it won't be our standard format here for the podcast, but a great way to touch on a number of key storylines. So uh, Nicole, before we do that, let's uh, quickly pause for a word from our sponsors at Coin Ever. The Monsters I View podcast is presented by CoinEver. Get paid in crypto. Go to joincoinever.com. All right, so uh, Nicole, here's where I want to start. It's a logical place as we've got the uh, the bubble hockey machine here Perfect at OBM timing. Arena in Strongsville going off to sort of create some ambiance. But uh, w- you know, one of the big storylines heading into this season is Trent Vogelhuber uh, becoming the head coach, the seventh head coach in Monsters history. It was the huge uh, headline from the summer, and of course, he's not a new face in the organization. But um, after last year, sort of filling in in a kind of interim role with Mike Eves, sort of uh, dealing with some stuff during the season this year, that interim tag is long gone and uh, it's his show and and it's been fun to see him sort of uh, take control of, of this camp and, and set things up the way that he wants them and you know it, it's kind of been fun to see this evolution in Trent. Yeah it's been great connecting with him during the offseason and with the announcement and getting him and his family up here was was amazing but really you know looking at the first day of training camp it just felt like such a different buzz um, you know you could tell he was really taking ownership you could tell the players were responding so it's nice to nice to see how this will go I mean it's it's something we were a little familiar with obviously seeing him step in for Mike where it was but but it's been a going to be an interesting season well let's uh, go right to the source and hear from Billy Sweezy Monsters defenseman here as uh, he touched on uh, Trent Vogelhuber becoming the head coach officially this year he seems comfortable up there which which I think is good uh, I think guys can sense that I think he he feels he's ready to take it over and and we all uh, trust and believe in him and you know I'm another guy I'm just really excited to be able to play for and I think a lot of the guys feel the same way. Yeah, well, you can see there, these guys, you know, love to play uh, for Trent. And, and, you know, he's the youngest coach in the American Hockey League right now. And just think of, uh, you know, his ability to relate to these guys. It's not long ago that he was playing um, not just in this league, but even for the Monsters. So uh, just a wealth of, of knowledge there for these guys to uh, to sort of tap into. And, and clearly, these guys uh, are, are excited about this new coaching staff here. And, and it's not just Trent that's new. We've got another new face in Mike Haviland, who is the associate coach in Nicole 
role. I haven't had a chance to catch up with him quite yet, but talking to some of the other guys, especially the defensemen, as uh, Mike is going to be coaching the defensemen this year and is a defensive coach, they seem to be really excited about what they could learn from a guy with a lot of experience. And, and remember, at one point, he was the coach of the year in the American League. He won two ECHL championships and even a Stanley Cup as an assistant with Chicago back in 2010. So definitely a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience that he brings. Yeah, you know, up in uh, Traverse City was one of the first time seeing him behind the bench. And at, at that uh, arena, we're also able to get pretty close to the bench. So I was able to see how he was talking with the guys, how he was talking with the coaching staff, the defense uh, in particular. I know uh, it definitely seems like it's going to be a good pickup for them and a good coach to have behind them on the defense. Yeah, and remember last year, Mark Letestu, who's back uh, for his second year as an assistant coach, he, of course, was a a forward during his excellent NHL career and playing career, but he coached the defense last year after Steve McCarthy left to go to Columbus. But this year, it's going to be, I would imagine, I'm looking forward to talking to Mark about this, but exciting for him to focus on the forwards and Mike uh, Haviland to focus on the D. So let's hear from a couple of Monsters defensemen. We'll start with Cole Clayton uh, with the Monsters on an American League contract, and uh, he talked about what Mike Haviland can can help this defensive core become this season. He just seems like a real personal guy. Door is always open, and uh, it's going to be really fun to learn some stuff from him this year. He's going to improve a lot of our defensive game, I think. It's, it's exciting to have a guy like him here. Yeah, Billy Sweezy, too, just gave his first impressions of, of Mike and, and their relationship, their interaction, and, and sort of the foundation for the year. Yeah, I think it's good to have a guy with uh, with his resume, for sure. Uh, he's already been very hands-on. It's only been a couple of days, and I know a lot of us dealt with him up in Columbus when he was around. Yeah, I, th- I think the experience is going to be huge. I mean, t- uh, Testy did a great job last year with us uh, you know I'm sure he's going to be more comfortable dealing with the forwards but Javi seems like a great guy uh, really connecting with all of us and and we're really excited to have them. Good stuff there. Uh, in, the, in the hockey ops department, though, Nicole, there are, you know, other things to talk about, too. We would be remiss if we did not give a big uh, shout-out to Dustin Halstead, Monster's longtime equipment manager, who is now, uh, the, the era is ended. He was here for quite some time, but he's now up with the Columbus Blue Jackets. An awesome, uh, awesome thing there. So congrats to Dusty. But that brings in a new equipment manager this year, and Mitch McLeod, who comes from the Monster's ECHL affiliate, and uh, Jeremy Lashko goes back as the assistant equipment manager so definitely uh feels like a page turning a little bit here and and a new day for the club yeah you know you've obviously uh, been here since calder cup and i've been here for a few seasons now and it's just uh different to see some different faces you know that's something that especially on coaching staff is you don't see all the time equipment so it's been nice to get to know them a bit more and looking forward to see uh how that interactions go with us and the players and get get some new faces in here yeah and just to run down the hockey staff it will be uh of course general manager chris clark back uh from the blue jackets there um head coach trent vogelhuber associate mike havlin mark letestu we mentioned the assistant coach brad Thiessen is the goalie development coach for the Blue Jackets. He'll be the day-to-day goalie coach again this year. John Hamry is back as the video coach, so we'll drop the hammer, I hope, on Monsters OT (laughs) a couple of times this year. And uh, also, Ben Eves is back uh, as the strength and conditioning coach. And speaking of uh, Ben Eves, his dad, Mike Eves, the Monsters' outgoing head coach, uh, he's in a new role this year. I I talked to him yesterday, and he said... uh, Technically, he's a pro scout, but he thinks of himself as a scotch, yes. a scout slash coach. So I thought that was a good line, but great to see Evers still in the mix, too. Yeah, it's nice to see him around. I know eventually he's going to be heading out to start his scouting, but I we've had him a couple days here at training camp, and it's just a nice familiar face to uh, see him, get to talk to him, get to catch up with him, which he's such a such a great guy and so well, you know, keeping in touch with our lives, too, which is uh, just something real nice. 
Absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit now about where all of these players have just been recently, and that's up in the NHL with mm-hmm. the Blue Jackets at NHL training camp, which is ongoing. Uh, still a couple of preseason games left for the Jackets, so presumably a couple of more uh, cuts to be made and additions to be made for the Monsters here. But, you know, anytime you get to just participate, be invited to, whether you're on an NHL contract or you're, you know, on a tryout agreement, playing on an AHL deal, anytime you find yourself, though, in an NHL training camp, it's an opportunity to get in front of decision makers that can, you know, take your career to the next level. So I know it's something these guys take really seriously. Let's start with Trey Fix-Wolanski on his mindset heading into this season's NHL training camp and and what he took away from his experience with the Jackets. Yeah, well, I mean, to be able to sign another NHL deal in the summer, that was pretty amazing. And then um, to be able to go to camp and uh, get in three preseason games and kind of just show what I can do uh, in a game rather than just inter-squad games or practice, I think that was good for me. I feel like I didn't kind of take advantage as much as I would have liked, but um, we're down here in Cleveland, and uh, I'm just going to work my way to getting back to the NHL and play for the for the Monsters and, um, you know, create success for our team down here. Billy Sweezy, too. Remember, he signed an NHL deal, a two-year deal, last year midseason, so he got to come into camp this year under contract with the Blue Jackets, and uh, he said it just sort of was a great way to begin the year and build some confidence. Honestly, I had a great time. I, I was lucky enough to get a game uh, against St. Louis there, and I think on a personal level, just, just being comfortable around the guys, around the organization, and, and just knowing that I, I believe in myself to have the ability to hopefully play one day, and, and I think that was the biggest thing for me. Fun to have these guys back in town, right, Nicole? I know we had a lot of fun with uh, uh, Billy Sweezy last yeah. year, a colorful kind of a guy, and, and you talked to him a little bit about you know what he's excited to do when he's back in Cleveland here, and I know you know we might be working on getting, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the Finer Things Club? Is that what, is Yeah, that? it's escalated. We thought it was a book club, but man, they just, they, they love the city, which is something I know Billy talks about a bit, but just exploring the city, including the museum. So yeah, I think Finer Things Club is going to be the way to, to market that one. <laughs> check out the art museum you can uh you know do the book club there and compare notes on on whatever these guys are reading but we heard from bill uh earlier about what he's excited to do now that he's back in cleveland going to the movies for sure i do you do i'd say that uh a lot of good ones coming out i don't want to plug any of them i don't know if we're allowed to but uh no i mean the city's great i mean you know you got the browns uh you got the guardians are doing really well they're they got playoffs i know a lot of guys we're thinking about going to those games, but I mean, it, it's a phenomenal city. Everybody loves it, and there's there's just so much to do. And you know, speaking of Cleveland, uh, I thought Cole Clayton here had a, had a great line about what he loves about this city, and it's that it's a serious sports town, one of the finest in America. I think we're doing a Browns tailgate or something this weekend, have some fun there, and then hopefully catch a Guardians playoff game. That'd be pretty cool. And then it's always good to be back in Rocket Mortgage and watch the Cavs play. I think this is just a, a great sports city, and that's one of the things I enjoy most about it. Good to have Cowboy back on the roster this year. You you talked to him a little bit about the contrast uh, in his off-season life and yeah. his in-season life. You know, we call him Cowboy because he comes from the farm out in uh, Western Canada there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different for him the summer months and the winter months. Yeah, quite literally. I know we checked in with him to see how the off-season was going and we asked what he was doing in his spare time and he said team roping. So, you know, this is very different from skating on the ice and <laughs> defending the blue line. So I was I was pretty curious to see how that works for him, you know, just going from all the open spaces to a city life. <laughs> well, he talked about that here. Let's listen in to uh, Cole Clayton. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough. It makes me miss home a little bit. I'm used to wide open spaces and that kind of thing. But 
uh, being around the guys and having everyone here, it's it helps with that adjustment. Uh, I, I don't know. I like being here, so it's it's all right to be away from home for a little while anyways. You know, one thing I really like, Nicole, to talk about early in the season, especially during training camp, is competition. Now, you know, these guys are on the same team. So a big part of camp is getting to know one another and, and finding chemistry with whomever you're paired with and playing with. But, you know, there's only so many spots. In the lineup, there's only so many spots on the roster to make the Monsters opening night roster. There's a lot specifically of defensemen on, on the training camp roster right now. So that means they're all going head-to-head against each other. You know, they're teammates, but they're also going toe-to-toe for these opportunities. So it creates a really cool dynamic, I think, early in the year. Yeah, you know, I was talking earlier about the energy and the buzz on the first day of training camp even, and you can definitely read into that, whether it's the energy of having all your friends back in the area, the buzz of like what you're really looking to compete for for coming out of this training camp like you were saying it's a very very stacked team I mean for yeah. less than, like lack of a better word you know there's a lot of talent and it's going to be uh going to be real interesting to see how that all plays out we want to talk about some of that talent here on the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coin Ever uh, we'll talk about some of that talent here in a minute but right now uh let's hear from first Billy Sweezy on the competition specifically in the defensive core that's apparent out there during training camp you know everyone's competing out there I, the competition level's high and, and I think that's just going to make us better at an individual level and and at a team level i think competition within the teams can be very healthy and that seems to be what we have here you know he's right going against each other makes you better it makes everybody sort of raise their level and cole clayton seemed to agree with that thought too yeah it's it's great competition i think that's what's going to make our team so good is we have so much inner competition that when we get on the ice the games are going to be easier so i think with practice and you got to practice like you play and i think uh, everyone's going to carry that into the season you mentioned the talent let's talk about some of the talent some of the exciting names right now that are on the training camp roster and bear in mind we're recording this on october the 6th so there are still going to be some additions here but i know a lot of people myself included are really excited to see kirill marchenko uh second round pick of the blue jack it's once upon a time and now transitioning from the KHL over to the North American game this year. But as we saw in some preseason action with Columbus, he's a big, strong winger who can really shoot the puck. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about him. I know uh, running into Chris Clark up here um, the other day for training camp too, just on the ice, off the ice. He had a lot of things, uh, a lot of things to say about how, how he's excited about this guy. So I'm excited to see, see how he plays out. Yeah. And also some other rookie skaters uh, going to be with the Monsters this season at least to start Samuel Knazko is one of those guys he was a third round choice in 2020 of the Blue Jackets played most of last year in the Western Hockey League but a young defenseman there Marcus Bjork is another name that's new to monster fans he's over from uh, the Swedish Hockey League after uh, three four seasons in his native country there so you know you balance that out with some returning guys Jake Christensen is back with the Monsters right now in the defensive core after uh, making the AHL second all-star team at the end of the year last year he was Cleveland's leading scorer took a huge step so excited to see him again and Gavin Bayreuther back another NHL guy uh, for the vast majority of last season and I, I had forgotten but pretty sure he still owes the league two games in, you ter- know, oh in my terms gosh, of his suspension oh, from, I forgot about that yeah it was one of the first games of the year last year up in Belleville up. and uh, yeah uh, he was suspended for two games for a hit does <laughs> he serve to, that for opening weekend I believe he okay. does have to serve those two games so uh, maybe we'll be without him but yeah I mean that that goes right along with um, you you know, some guys that were with the Monsters towards the end of the year, some rookie guys, Owen Sillinger, Roman Ashan, excited to see them back. 
really good chunk of returning players, uh, Dylan Simpson, Brett Gallant, those are the big names, but also a guy who just had a fantastic NHL camp and everyone's been raving about uh, the way he started the year. Carson Meyer yeah. is back here in Cleveland, and, and that's just naming a couple of guys. So there are uh, you know lots and lots of reasons to be excited about this club this year. Brendan Gaunt's back, Josh Dunn back and healthy, that's big. Of course, Trey Fix-Wolanski, always a great source of offense, so I don't know about you, but man, I mean, you're right. There's a whole lot up and down the stacked. entire perspective lineup. There's a whole lot of things to watch. Lots to watch. Even you just naming them, like you, we named the entire roster because it's just the entire <laughs> roster is so appealing. I know you mentioned uh, Carson's camp was so, so good, and a lot of those guys up in camp, and just in general, they're great players. So really curious to see how, how a lot of this starts to lay out. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Angle, hoping yeah. for a big year this year. I'm going to be watching for him. Also, uh, I, I'm excited to have Ole Bjergvik Holm back in the Haven't picture. Haven't seen him since the COVID year. Yeah, a couple of years ago. He got, you know, 15, 16 games with the Monster. So still technically a rookie, OHL last season, but big guy. And I was awfully impressed with his uh, first little taste of AHL hockey a couple of years ago. So the intrigue is endless here. Um, let's let's uh, go back to thoughts from some of our players here on the Monsters iView podcast presented by Coin Ever. Let's uh, hear from Cole Clayton on his thoughts on how this team is sort of arranged and the makeup of the group to start the season. Yeah, I think we got a really good group. Everyone's pretty close, it seems like so far, and uh, a lot of a lot of speed out there, which is good. I think we're going to be a fast, and obviously we're a bit younger of a team, but I think our speed and our hockey IQ is going to make up for a lot of that. It's going to be a really good year. Let's go back to the forward group now with Trey Fix-Wolanski. Um, I thought this was interesting. He talked about wanting to take on a little bit of a leadership role this season, and I can see that because when you look at the roster, there's a few guys that have been around for a long time, but after you get past the Simpsons and the Brett Gallants, Trey is one of the longer tenured uh, monsters and guys that has the most experience at this level, and uh, we know what he can bring to the table offensively, but in terms of the intangible stuff, the leadership, yeah. um, I'm excited to to hear him say that and, and to watch him grow this season. Yeah, you know, he's definitely a personality, too, in the locker room and just someone that has a very infectious, positive personality. So you can only, you know, it's, hap- it's great to hear how he wants to take on more leadership because... Uh, yeah, like you were saying, I think Fix is someone, as long as I've been here, I can remember his name, you know, so he's been here for so long, I can I can see that for him. Well, let's hear that perspective from the man himself. I feel like definitely I would like to take a more of a leadership role, um, just thinking about things over the summer, um, knowing that I think there are only two or three guys that were here my first year when I was 20, uh, Simmer and maybe Galley. Um, so there's a lot of turnover, and, um, you know, being – being in the league for four years now, I think I, I can take a bit of bit of a more uh, you know captain or assistant captain approach to the game. If, even if I'm not wearing a, a C or a letter, I think just being able to to kind of convey things the proper way and play the right way on the ice that's that's super important. Yeah, excited to see him this season with a with a whole year and again hopefully a healthy year. He has battled some injuries, including you know a pretty big knee injury there at at one point. So um, excited to have him back, healthy, excited, and raring to go. And and what I love hearing from all these guys, I mean the three we're hearing from today, but but really all the players when you talk to them is how excited they are to be back in Cleveland. They all know what a great place this is to be. When they discuss the city and they talk about the city, you can see how genuine it really is. You know the excitement really is there. I think you and you can tell that everyone's pumped to be back in this town. 
Yeah, especially right now with everything happening with the Browns, the Guardians, and being right in downtown uh, Cavs. You know, being right in downtown where the Cavs play part of that company and everything, they get they get a taste of everything. So it's I it's a great time to be here. And I agree, not from the area, so <laughs> Cleveland, somewhere where like it's become such a home for me, and I just love it. I'm happy to hear that all these guys like it as much too. Absolutely. And and finally, I thought a good place to stop here uh, on on this first episode of the second season of the Monsters Eye View podcast would be uh, to, to hear from Cole Clayton here. I thought he had a great uh, uh, answer when you asked him what his goals were individually and as a team for this season. Um, I, I thought he answered it perfectly. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I just uh, I want to improve defensively, be better in my own end, and uh, be mean to play against, be uh, be a feared guy out there. And then for our team, I think I think the only goal is making playoffs. We all want to we all want to win and be here a long time. We all love Cleveland, so the longer we're here, the more fun it'll be and he's right the bottom line let's make the playoffs that's a great goal for any team at the start of the year um you know championships and all that or that's floating there in the back of your brain somewhere but it's not something you can really uh tangibly think about at this stage so just to put that uh right out there on the horizon want to make the playoffs and and uh, i like what he had to say about his own game too wants to play a little bit uh more rugged brand of hockey and and looking for big things out of him uh you know from his first year into this his second season no longer a rookie and ready to impose as well so uh, right attitude there from Cole yeah he's definitely I uh, you know stood out up in Traverse City too just getting uh getting his footing under him more and feeling comfortable with the team so can't wait to see how his goals come to fruition there are a lot of guys we ran through a lot of names here about you know players that monster fans should be excited to see compete this season but just you personally is there any anybody you're you've got your eye on that you really want to see what they've got whether it's a new guy maybe you want to uh, see some of the the all-time fan faves like Galley and Simmer back out there. What are you watching for? Always love seeing Galley and Simmer on the ice, but I'm definitely, you know, especially seeing some guys, Carson, just for example, but it applies to all of them, but seeing how well they did at camp and at this level, you know, we always want our team to do so well, but I always, I get so happy seeing them with their call-ups and succeeding. Um, so that's just sort of what I'm looking for. I'm, I always enjoy watching Galley on the ice, though, whenever he gets on the ice. So, <laughs> Yep, yep. He is, uh, you know, one of the most beloved monsters for a reason, and he's been doing it for a, a long time here. He's, he's now chasing down his former teammate, Justin Scott, for the most games played in club history. Uh, and happy trails to Scotty, too, as he is off to Colorado with the Eagles there on an American League contract. I, I'm watching for a lot of stuff. I, I want to see how Josh Dunn responds. Uh, uh, hopefully healthy for yeah. a whole season. Of course, really excited to see what Carson Meyer can do at this level after he caught so many eyes at the next level yeah. for his play in training camp. But um, I'm looking at two things, and maybe it's because I grew up a defenseman, but I'm really excited to see the defensive cores. It seems like that's one of the areas where there's been the most change. Marcus Bjork, uh, excited to see what he can do. He's got some experience. Knosko is a young rookie. You know, what can he bring to the table? And then in net two, Pavel uh, Chayan, which there was lots of debate on how that (laughs) name was going to be pronounced. He said, call whatever. (laughs) Thankfully, Pavel cleared that up for me this morning, but Pavel Chayan, a sizable goaltender, a young kid out of Chechia, and uh, boy, Ray reviews from Brad Teeson. He's looked awfully sharp yeah. here so far. He's on an American League contract, played with Kitchener in the Ontario League last year, but uh, really excited to see 
him play too is uh, the Monsters. I mean, I think uh, we'll see what happens with who we get from Columbus in terms of, uh, you know, maybe Tarasov, maybe Jet Greaves, depending on the health of uh, Merce Leakins and Corpus Allo up there. But man, the goal, goaltending seems to be potentially a serious strength and, and that's a good news any season. Yeah, you know, before you mentioned that too, I was thinking the same thing where, you know, we didn't really touch on it too much, but it's been something, um, you know, we saw Jet and Pavel as a duo up in Traverse, so got to touch them there and throughout all of training camp too so I'm excited to see how it all how it all falls through just now it's like counting down to season like we're ready we're training camps here we're ready to see how the <laughs> roster falls we're ready to get it going yeah it is uh really it's going to be here before you know it and I know in the front office we've got so much work to do <laughs> between now and the 14th it always seems like an insurmountable uh Mount Everest of of tasks that have to happen but yeah we're going to get it done we're so excited to get back with the fans at the field house on Friday the 14th against Syracuse and and ready to march forward on a 72 72- game campaign. That's something worth noting here uh, from last year. That's a change in the league. Now everybody is playing 72 games and that is really good news for you and me because it means we can forget about points percentage (laughs) and we can go back to points determining standings position, which is awesome. Also want to make you guys aware, just keep your eyes peeled in the lead up to the season. We're going to have a number of really exciting announcements coming up, including our broadcast information for the year. Uh, Not to break any news here. It's not news, but of course (laughs) we'll be back on our uh, awesome flagship radio station, Fox Sports 1350, The Gambler. Thrilled for that. We'll have some TV information here before too terribly long. And of course, Monsters OT is already back up and running on Bally Sports Great Lakes. But beyond on that, there are plenty of other announcements too, some of which are going to be huge. So uh, settle in, get ready, guys. Get your AHL TV subscription going. Get the iHeartRadio app going on your phone so you won't miss a single second of Monsters Hockey this season. I, I think it's going to be uh, a year to remember. And I- I'm just, uh, it-, it sort of feels after these COVID seasons, I don't know if you feel this way, but to me, it, it feels like the first time in a really long time that things are somewhat normal yeah. heading into the year. And it's, I guess I didn't realize how long it's been since we've had a real sort of quote-unquote clean start to the year. Yeah, it definitely does, and it's it's nice on our side uh, working with the players and staff more and how we get to uh, connect with them. So it's been something we've shifted from only seeing them over Zoom to a hybrid of like Zoom and in-person, and you know, <laughs> it's definitely nice to get back to a pre-COVID normal. And I, I don't know about you, I don't miss setting up that laptop no, for Zoom uh, to make sure that that all happens. So that's good. I, I just remembered what I was going to say before. There are some milestones coming up too. Yeah. You, of course, keep the stats for the team. Team historian, as I like to say. But I believe Jake Christensen's next game will be his 100th. Yeah, American I have that graphic game. ready and now we'll be able to use it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, you've got uh, Dylan Simpson coming up on 500 AHL games at some point here. So a big milestone coming up for him, which is, is really big. And then we said Brett Gallant, he He's atop the all-time list in penalty minutes in club history. He got to that point last year. But again, yeah, he's, what, a couple of dozen games behind Justin Scott now in his eighth season with the club. For all the change that we've had this year, it sure is nice to have a little bit of continuity too. Yeah, I think Galley's uh, coming up on a penalty milestone in the league too. I have to double-check that one, but we may have something may have something there for him too well uh just so excited to get going this year um excited to watch the blue jackets excited you know you know we talk so much about the sort of top end of the development pipeline guys going from cleveland to columbus but i i get excited too to think of the guys that are going to find themselves eventually in the echl with kalamazoo and uh you know watching their battle to get back to where they want to be which is cleveland or above that Mm -hmm. but the other end of that development pipeline is just as intriguing to me and uh you know it's just 
just uh, it's that time again. And here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I guess you can keep that countdown going. We'll use every minute. <laughs> well, we hope you guys are ready, too. That should just about do it for this first edition of the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coin Ever in its second season in the Monsters 16th season. Oh, we are so close to dropping the puck. So thanks for tuning in. Nicole, thanks to you as always. And yeah, here we go. 22-23 any day now. Let's do it. All right. That's Nicole DelVolano. I'm Tony Brown. Thanks for listening. This has been the Monsters Eye View podcast presented by Coin Ever. We'll talk to you next time, guys.